Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. Be careful what you say to people. Sometimes you need to, you know, I, I need to sift this to the Lord, what, what I'm going to say, because these are my words. And I'm, I'm going to be accountable to God and I'm responsible before the Lord for how I use it. And so sometimes if you got a difficult situation, sometimes it's better to take a moment. Let me, let me wait on that. I've had difficult meetings I had to have or difficult talks I had to have. I'm going to wait a minute. I'm going to give myself a week to pray, make sure it's not emotion, make sure it's not anger, and then really hear from the Lord. God, what are you saying? In today's message, Pastor Bill will encourage you to be cautious of the words you use. Oftentimes, when we find ourselves in heightened emotional states, we tend to use language that isn't very helpful to the situation. The best practice is to try to go to the Lord in prayer about how you should respond before you actually respond. It's perfectly okay to say that you need time to pray over a situation and seek the Lord's will in what you say and do. The Lord is pleased when you come to Him for guidance. Now here's Pastor Bill in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 as he continues his message, A New You. If I, I don't even keep a note of the things that happen because they happen all the time. They said this, they did that, this happened over there, this happened over here. Okay, 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 and none of that matters. It is what it is. I'm not in charge of everybody. You know, I can't be angry. I can't be going around angry and, you know, putting out fires every time I, it's, be angry and don't sin and don't, don't go to bed tripping. Wake up, let that go, because there's new things God wants to do today. That will have you stuck. And some of you have been stuck for years because they're bitter, angry people, and they're not free. And when you're bitter and angry, guess who's in bondage? You are. When I was coming up, when I was, in, um, you know, my parents got divorced when I was in elementary school. And, you know, mom and dad broke up second grade or whatever. And so I would be in my mom's house, be my dad's on the weekend and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So as I got older, um, a really frustrating thing that would happen is when I needed something, something for school or something like that. I'd ask my mom. My mom said, you need to talk to your dad about that. I go talk to my dad when I go to this house for the weekend. I paid your mom's child support. You need to talk to her about that. And they would just send you back and forth like this as a kid. It's frustrating. And one of the things that that did was cause me to, that is, you know, some of y'all know I get my hustle on. I used to get my hustle on in a, in a sinful way because something I was kind of committed to then, I hated being dependent on somebody else to give me what I needed and them sending me back and forth. I hated it. And I was, I'm going to figure out a way to get my own money because I hate this thing right here. But anyway, um, one of the things that came up in high school, I played football and played sports. Well, I got all my letters for my letterman jacket. And I had all my letters and my patches and all my rewards and stuff that should go on a jacket. So I mom, got myself my letterman jacket. Letterman jacket was like 300-something bucks. You need to talk to your dad about that. I'll talk to my dad about that. I paid child support. Talk to her about that. We went back and forth, and nobody was going to get me this jacket. I was really bitter about that. All my buddies got their jackets, names on the back, and patches on everything. I got a, I got a, I got a freezer Ziploc bag with all my patches. And, and it used to be... It used to be a bag of bitterness. I, I had, I kept it everywhere I moved. I took it, and I, when I would look at that bag, I would, it, I would just remember like just how I hated that, and I would be bitter. And I remember one time the Lord just, I'm looking at this. We were moving, and I had it out of somewhere. And guys, you just throw that away. That's that's this. You can't be bitter at people that now I'm calling you to be a witness to. That's over with. That that's the last the past. You can, nobody can fix that. Nobody can make it any better. You can let that go. It, it was freedom for me. To just say, you know what, forget that. Because like, I do need to now be a witness to people that the enemy's like, I want you to hate them. I want you to look at that bag and get mad, fresh mad. You can get fresh mad 10 years later 
That's something nobody, they can't fix it if they want to now. And so God was like, you know, that's, that's, that's not healthy. And it wasn't healthy for me. It, it wasn't good for my heart. As a Christian, it wasn't good for my heart. And so if you're here and you got stuff that you're holding, God said, don't even let the sun go down. I let years go down on that. God said, don't even hold stuff overnight. Let that go. Right. Don't be angry. Be angry, but don't sin because you're going to get angry, but don't let it lead you to sin. Instead, make it a habit. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. God, let me let me give this to you now. Ask you to help me to just walk in forgiveness. Um, he's going to tell us at the end of the chapter that even as God and Christ forgave you, you forgive each other. And so the same way that God forgive me, how often does God forgive you and me? Every time you need it. Every God's, God's keeping his own words. His son ain't going down on his wrath. He forgive you the day you ask for it. Amen? Amen. And so God says, so you need to be forgiven. You need to let that go. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And then notice what it says. Nor give place to the devil. And I believe it's because when you let the sun go down on your wrath, you give, you give him place to the devil. And I'm going to just say this real quick. There's only a few places in scripture where God is really specifically saying, if you do this, you're letting the devil in. Here's one where God says, if you do this, if you're a bitter person, you're letting the devil in. You're giving place to the devil. Nobody in this room in their right mind would say, devil, would you move in and just take a residence here? I like you so much. You're so cuddly and hot, you know. We would not say that. But he's saying here, if you live like this, you are giving place. You're making room for the devil. He also says, and the kids are gone, so married couples, 1 Corinthians 7, 3 through 5, he says, you know, husbands, give your wife. The affection due her, speaking of conjugal sexual duties, wife give to your husband was due to him. Conjugal sexual duties is and don't deprive one another except if y'all agree for a set amount of time and said, so then come back together again. Least Satan tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So if you're a married couple and you go into bed angry and y'all not coming together, the devil all up in your stuff. You're like, why is it so terrible here? I just told you. And so you need to go home and be forgiving. And lay up together and everything will be great. That's the word of the Lord to somebody today. All right. So back to back to Ephesians 4. So look at verse 28 now. He says, um, <laughs> oh man. He says, let him who stole steal no more. So here's a command. Let him who stole steal no more. Any, any thieves here. If you should steal, don't steal anymore. Instead, let him work, rather, let him labor, working with his hands. Why? That he may have something to give to him who is in need. And so here God says, look, let him who stole, stop stealing. Now, you know, theft happens in different ways. Some people rob you. Um, some of us steal and it looks like little, you know, safe theft, you know. If you go to work and it's stuff at work, for work, but you're like, I need some of those at my house where I work. <laughs> And you take that stuff from work to your house to work, that's stealing. That's stealing. Um, you know, lots of different ways that this could happen. He said, look, if you used to steal, don't be that way no more. Let him who stole steal no more. We repent of that. That's the old life. Instead, let him work with his hands, doing what is good. Why? Because the purpose is different, that he might have something to give to somebody else in need. Right? Why do people steal? Because they want more for themselves. God said, that's, that's the old life. He said, now I want you to work hard. I'll bless it. And I want you to work hard with the intent that I want to have something to bless somebody else. I'm not even working hard just for me. God, I want to bless somebody else. Now, somebody will say, well, I steal to bless. No, you can't do that. You know, 
You can't steal to bless, right? You can't sin against God to do a good thing. You know, you're not going to get your Robin Hood on in the kingdom of God. Don't work that way. Um, and so let him who stole steal no more. Work with your hands. Work, do, you know, work hard. Let the Lord bless your work so that God, I can be a blessing to people that show up. So somebody show up around me that's in need. Um, I've worked hard and I have something I legitimately earned and I can give it to somebody who needs it because Christians are supposed to be generous. We should be a generous people. We should be we should be meeting the needs of those around us that are hurting and needy as God empowers it. How does God empower you to help other people? You work and then God gives to you and then you're able to bless other people. So God says that's how this is supposed to go. So we shouldn't we shouldn't be in the Lord still stealing and sneaking and getting by and trying to get a couple extra dimes. But we should be walking upright. We should be laboring with our hands that we may have something to give to somebody else in need. Um, verse 29 now. This is the last in this group of commands. He said, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. That's the command. Instead, um, it says, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearer. And the why is that it might impart grace to the hearer. So the command, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Instead, that which is good for necessary edification. Why? That the things that are coming out of my mouth might impart grace to the hearer. So here we touch on a very important topic because the things that come out of our mouths are powerful. Our words are powerful. There are people that are dead today because of what somebody said. And there are people that, are, that have hung in there and are still alive today because of what somebody said. Scripture says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. It's true. And so we need to be very careful what comes out of your mouth. You can speak to people in a way. You can speak death. You can speak doubt. You can speak discouragement. Your mouth can do so much damage, but it can also do a lot of good. You can be speaking the way you speak to people. You can encourage them. You can build them up. You can strengthen them. You can have God's word on your mouth to build and encourage and, and uplift people. And so he says, look, let no corrupt word. That word corrupt, the same word corrupt we saw earlier that speaks of that which brings death. And so it's not just cuss words. I should sidebar real quick and say, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be cussing. So if you're a Christian and you cuss, you shouldn't. Why? Because that's, I mean, I, I would just say this. I mean, I, I had this, this debate with a person and Jesus being our example and everything. Jesus used, and you can go study the language. He used strong language to get across strong points, but never anything profane. Never anything that was, you know, he never sinned. He never profaned. He, you can, you can say what you can get your, you can get a strong point across. You might need to get you a dictionary or a thesaurus and figure out some new words, but you can get a strong point across without cursing. And so, um, let no corrupt word. And so it, it goes way beyond using profanity and things like that. God said, you can speak things that just, they're just, they're going to bring about death. These words are corroded. And so be careful what you say with your mouth. Be careful what you say about people. Be careful what you say to people. Sometimes you need to, you know, I, I need to sift this to the Lord, what, what I'm going to say, because these are my words. And I'm, I'm going to be accountable to God and I'm responsible before the Lord with how I use them. And so sometimes if you got a difficult situation, sometimes it's better to take a moment. Let me, let me wait on that. I, I've had difficult meetings I had to have or difficult talks I had to have. I'm going to wait a minute. I'm going to give myself a week to pray, make sure it's not emotion, make sure it's not anger, and then really hear from the Lord. God, what are you saying? So that whatever I say, I can it, 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 I can leave I can I can sit before God with that. 
because your words matter. Um, some of us are raising children, and the things that you say to them, it matters. It's a big deal how you're speaking to your kids. And some parents take for granted because they, they, they can't go nowhere else. They're subject to you. They're stuck there. they got to be there. And so we speak to them any old kind of way. And that's not okay. You, you do know that you do so before the Lord who says, don't stumble my little ones. Don't stumble them. Don't do that. And so be careful how we speak to our kids, people, people around us in the body of Christ. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. And if you are a person that there's corruption coming out, it, it, the things that come out of our mouth are a reflection of what's happening in our heart. Because the Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you always tearing people down, speaking negative, lying, you know, saying jacked up things, that, that's, that's what's coming out of your heart. You got to go before the Lord and say, God, what's, what's wrong with my heart? Why well, can't say nothing positive? Why am I not building up people? Why, why am I doing this? Why is this coming out of my heart and then my mouth? That's not from God. It's from the enemy. It's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to tear down. God wants to build up, renew, restore. He's not into tearing anything down. God is, you know, God may break us down to build us up new, but he said, don't let any corrupt word come out of your mouth. Instead, that which is necessary, right? That which will be beneficial. He says, instead of something corrupt, um, he says, instead, that which is necessary, that which is good, I'm sorry, for necessary edification. So edification is building someone up. God said, let the things that come out of your mouth be good for necessary Edification. That word necessary, I don't want you skipping over that. Because some things we can say they don't need to be said. What's, what's necessary? Is this necessary? Do I need to say this? If I don't, there are times you just need to hold that. Right? If, if I go somewhere and someone serves me a meal and I don't particularly like it, is it necessary that I voice that? No. I, can just, I mean, I can just eat it gracefully and just thank them for blessing of giving me. That's not necessary. I don't, I don't have to say, you know, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever had. It's not necessary. It'd be true, but it wouldn't be necessary. It wouldn't impart grace to the hearer, right? Those are things that, that's, I mean, just, that's just Christian. I don't want, I'm not looking to hurt you. I understand you tried to bless me. You prepared something for me, gave it to me, and okay, it's not my favorite taste. That doesn't give me a right to, you know, I, I, those are the sort of things. So there, there are some people that feel like, well, I'm going to just tell the truth. I'm going to say what's on my mind. Like, like, it's, like it's, if it's true, it's necessary to be said. Everything don't need to be said. And so is it necessary? And then the, the, the reason why is it, that it may impart grace to the hearer. Is this going to impart grace to the people listening to me? Because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I want to be someone that God's using me to impart grace. I want, to, I want people to walk away from our exchanges and just be encouraged in the Lord and strengthened in their walk. And so everybody here can do this. It's something that we have to have our minds renewed and we have to choose to consider what we're talking about. But we can all be these kind of people that as we have exchanges with individuals, I want them to walk away blessed. Imagine if you just if it was intentional. God, I'm getting ready to have an interaction with my kid and I want them to just walk away encouraged. So I'm going to be I'm intentionally speaking things. I want to encourage my kid right now. And I'm, this brother called me, and I want to I wanna encourage him. I'm just going to say something. I'm going to find There's something encouraging to say. I'm going to find it. Lord, show me what it is. I want to impart grace to this person today. God will empower you to do that. And you'll find that instead of your words being corrupt and damaging, you'll find that the Lord is using you to impart grace to people. You become a tool in the Lord's hand instead of a tool in the hand of the enemy. Amen?
And that's what we all want to be. And so um, this last little stretch, 30 to 32, with some various commands. I'm going to read them all together and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get ready to wrap it up. Verse 30 says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by, um, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Um, to, we, you know, we can respond to the Holy Spirit in several ways. Uh, in positive, we can submit to the Holy Spirit, be led by the Holy Spirit, filled by, which means to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Um, in the negative, we can resist the Holy Spirit, quench the Holy Spirit, and here it's grieve the Holy Spirit. And this is how grief happens. Holy Spirit lives in you if you're a believer. And if he's living in you and you're living foul, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. He's like, that's not what I want to do. Anybody here ever had somebody be mean to someone you love in front of you? Grieve you. I don't know. Don't do that. That grieved me. I seen a, a mom, I'm in a store, and I seen a mom just be brash and foul to this little bitty kid. This kid like three years old. And she's using profanity and rough talk and even rough touches. I'm like, this is a mother. It grieved my heart. And so God said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. And there are things that you can do that grieve him. He said, don't grieve him. We want to yield to him, submit to him, be filled by, controlled by, led by. But we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. God says, by the way, who sealed you for the day of redemption? It's how you get into heaven. It's the, it's the, it's the seal upon you that's going to allow you in my presence. Verse 31. And all these kind of run together. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And I'll all of them read those things one more time. These are all, they all, this all speaks of angry, bitter, nasty people. He said, let this be put away. Do, do away with this once and for all. Let all bitterness. So if you're here bitter today, you need to let that go today. God said, God said so. All bitterness, all anger. If you're just full of anger, you need to give it to God today. He said so. Clamor, um, that's dealing with things you're saying, evil speaking, um, let it all be put away from you. And it says this, with all malice. Malice does has to deal with our intent. There are things that people do, I intend to hurt you. That's malice. Now, someone might do something that hurt my feelings, but I'll say, well, it wasn't malicious. Like, I know they didn't intend to do it. But there are other times where it's like, this is malicious. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing with the intent to affect you in a negative way. Just let all malice. We're Christians. Let this be put away from us. And then he says in verse 32, this is what we're to do instead and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And that's the note we're going to close on. And so I want to give us that command real clear. The first be kind to one another. That's simple enough that we just be kind to people. Um, I can be kind in what I say, kind in what I do is be kind, we, especially among the household of faith. We should be kind to one another. I've often encouraged people that had someone they were upset with, bitter with, struggle with, do something kind for them. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for your heart. Um, there, there's someone that had a, a challenge, somebody at work, and they, they, this person comes every day with a Starbucks. And I said, go buy them, go get them a Starbucks card. And when you get to work, just bless them with it. You know, and don't do no nasty Christian stank stuff like God bless you, you know, but just just give it to him. Just give it to him to be a blessing. You know, just just let it marinate. Just, just bless him. Do, do something kind to somebody. Not too long ago in the Bible reading, we're reading about Joseph and his brothers hated him. And it says they couldn't speak kindly to him. Couldn't they couldn't because they hated him. But what does that say about this? It says something about them, not him. And same true about you. If you can't be kind to someone. It says something about you and your heart. 
that God's not reigning there. That God's not Lord. Something else is. If you can't be kind, because he will enable you to be kind. He commands us to do it. That means his commands are his enablement. He says, so be kind to one another. Then he says, tenderhearted. And what does it mean to be tenderhearted? And, and the best description I can have of this is the way we view children, little kids. The way most people view little kids. We view little kids with a tender heart, you know. Little kid does something bad. Let's always a little kid. Leave him alone, you know. It's a, we're just tender and, and, and merciful and gracious because they're little and cute. And, you know, we, we're just going to write off a lot of stuff because, look, he's a little kid. Leave him alone. You know, that's that's the that's the terror of being an older sibling. You know, I was the baby in my house. And so I got a lot of that. Leave him alone, you guys. I'm like, yeah, leave me alone. You know, just tender hearted to babies. And God says to one another, have a tender heart. What's the opposite of a tender heart? Hard heart. God said, be tender hearted. That's a choice. Have a tender heart. Choose to be tender hearted. Then. And this is where I really feel like it ties it all together. It says, forgiving one another. Why, God? Just like I, even as God in Christ forgave you. God says, forgive like I forgive you. How often does God forgive you and me? Every day. How often is we needed? Right? Over and over and over and over again. None of us could even, we couldn't even count. You glad the book don't exist. Um, you know, so it says, like I forgive you. And when God forgives you, does he throw it back in your face next week? Have God ever forgave you and then showed up in your devotion and said, I know I forgave you, but I'm going to talk to you about it two, two more times. You're going to hear about this again. You know, make sure it really sat in right. He doesn't do that. Your sins are as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't remember. doesn't bring them up. So God says, I want you to forgive like I forgive. Let it go. Let it all the way go. Stop talking about it. Forgive even as God in Christ forgave you. Um, this, is the, this is the new life. We're, the, the theme of the study today was the new you. And If looking at the old stuff represents the current you, you need a new you. You need to submit. And any area where you see like, God, I'm I'm good here, but I'm terrible here. Um, Here's the deal. God would never blast you out to condemn or discourage. God says, I want to show you what you're supposed to be so that you can see it. This is what I'm supposed to be. Now I want you to, you know, maybe, maybe you may need right now to say, you may need God to help you. You may, you, you may look at several things and say, God, I need you to help me to change in this area. And he will. And we're going to pray to that end. That if there are areas here that you would say, I need to be forgiven because I know I've been wrong and I need God to give me strength. And he will. Um, then that's what we're going to do as we close today. We're going to just take some time to pray for ourselves and to pray that God would, God, make me into what you want me to be. I don't, I, I, didn't, I don't come to church and read my Bible to stay the same. I want to be transformed. And if you see that you need to be transformed, then we need to yield to the word of God and to the work of the Holy Spirit, not just today, but in an ongoing way. And you'll find as you do that, that God begins to transform. You will not be the same. And it'll be wonderful for you. It'll be glorious for the body. It'll be wonderful for your family, for those that are next to you. It will glorify God like nothing else. That we would say, God, everything that you tell me to do, I'm going to do. The next few weeks on Sunday mornings, we're looking, we're going to be in Ephesians 5, and it's going to be all about our walk with the Lord. We're called the walk in love. We're called the walk in wisdom. We're called, the, you know, he's going to be dealing with our, our walks with the Lord. And so this is really the beginning of it, because if your heart's not right and you just pass on by this study, you're not going to walk in love next week. You're not, you, this, this, these, these things have to deal with my heart and, and my willingness to submit and surrender to all that God desires from me. And so with that, 
I want to I want to pray for us. And I, if you're here, you need prayer. I'm going to give an opportunity to say, you know what? Let's ask the Lord specifically to help us with these things. You've been listening to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. Today's message from the book of Ephesians is available to listen to again on our website at calvaryinglewood.org. Once you're there, just click on the teachings tab or feel free to download our mobile app to listen to more messages like this. Just search for Calvary Chapel Inglewood in your app store. If you're looking for a place to connect this weekend, we'd love for you to join us for church. Look on our website for the latest information on service times and locations. We're a group of people who love to learn from God's word and be together as the family of God. Again, our website is calvaryinglewood.org. As we study through the book of Ephesians, has it caused you to think about your relationship with the people around you? Do you love them as Jesus does? Do you treat them as Jesus would? Do you seek to cause strife or do you seek to honor the Lord in your relationships? Paul value unity just as the Lord does. If this is something you wrestle with, you're not alone. And although that may be comforting, it's also important that you strive to live in harmony with those around you. As we continue through this study together, we're praying for you. Would you also be praying for a transforming word? As the message goes out, many listeners may be hearing about the Lord for the very first time. Pray for open ears, soft hearts, and changed lives. Thanks for your prayers, and thanks for tuning into to today's edition of A Transforming Word.